Hi guys, welcome back to Might and Catch, figuring it out with Kevin. So we are officially on season three, guys. I am very excited. I think it's going to be an awesome season. I'm looking forward to what is in store. Yeah, I'm actually very excited too. So what I am going to start doing um, (laughs) is I want to start bringing a deck. So every time a different episode, I might bring a different deck. So today I brought Universe Has Your Back. It's an Oracle deck. Um, And I'm just going to pull cards for all of us this morning. So I'm going to start it off that way. I'm going to pull for Kevin first. Just a real quick card. So for Kevin, you got, I always trust the direction of the universe and know I'm being guided. And it has a little dragonfly. Kevin, how does that message resonate with you? It makes me feel happy and um, safe because I've been kind of doubting myself lately. And it just feels nice to know that, to be reassured that I am being protected and I'm going through it, but it's all for a good cause, you know? You're being divinely guided. Mm-hmm. I love that. Don't forget y'all. Spirit's like, here's the whole deck. <laughs> So I am a spirit having a human experience and I'm here to get closer to love. I love that. And for me, just a quick one, right, spirit? When I lean on certainty certainty and faith, I change my mind above the world I see. So when I lean on certainty and faith, I change my mind about the world I see. So that definitely resonated. Um, Yeah. Spirit. Spirit coming through. All right. So that's just... So that's just something that I'm going to start doing going forward. So that was that was pretty exciting. I know. That was awesome. So today on this episode, kicking off season three, we are going to get to know Kevin. So Getcha and I have a question for Kevin um, to try to get to know him a little bit better. And then we're going to do, he's going to do two truths and one line. We have to guess which is what. And I hope that you made it super hard because it's not fair because Getch has known you the longest. I mean, obviously equally, but, and you know what I mean. All right. So who wants to ask the question first, Getch? You want to ask or do you want me to ask? Yeah, I'll go first. So how often do you really listen to your intuition and how do you know if they're right or wrong for you? Like, how do you follow your, your intuition and your, your gut, if you will? So that's kind of a trick question for me because intuition and anxiety, I feel like they're two different things, but I sometimes put them together as one. And I, like I've talked before that my anxiety keeps me from doing stuff. And I don't know if that's my intuition as well as keeping me safe. And like I said, I always do things based on are they going to benefit me or are they going to damage me or screw me up in some sort of way. So I feel like I use both my intuition and my anxiety to navigate through life. So that's interesting that you say that. So there's like three, right? So we work from our head space, our heart space, and our gut. So our head and our heart is so the difference that I can always tell the difference is where is that sensation coming from? Is it coming from your chest or is it from in, from your gut? So deep knowing and gut is, I like to relate that with uh, intuition. And then heart is, and mind is more anxiety. So I think it comes from my chest. Mm-hmm. Fear-based. Because like I feel it. Yeah, so then that's how you know. So it's fear-based. Yeah, so that's how you can tell the difference. Right. And it's interesting because that's something that I'm currently trying to navigate is I'm trying to learn how to separate my thoughts and my fears 
and really come in contact with myself to know and be able to differentiate the the two to know like okay this is the path this is the way that I need to go and for me that's I don't know that's by faith and having a, a deep and um, understanding of that I'm not alone and I'm being divinely guided. So that's something that I'm working on. Once I have a little more knowledge and a little more insight, I'll share with you guys. I'm actually doing that with AA. I'm doing that with the steps and I'm on step four right now. So I'll keep you guys updated on my my discovery and my knowledge, if you will. Well, I even want to start doing the steps. I'm not an NA, but I think that's just, I think everyone can benefit from that. Right. But so my question, Kevin is so what was the defining moment of like I'm so tired of sitting in my own bullshit like what made you finally be like you know what bitch like I'm not a tree like I'm going to move like what was that was it one specific defining moment that made you want to like take on the healing journey or was it like a series of moments so it was a series of events and right before our wedding something happened I had a fallout with a friend And, you know, she did me dirty, and then I did her dirty. And after that happened, um, I'm the kind of person that, you know, if we fight, I'm at least going to say, hey, I'm sorry, so I can move on for me, not for the other person. And so when I look back at that during my wedding and COVID and quarantine, I kind of self-reflected, and I was like, I don't want to be this person that if someone treats me bad, that I have to treat them two times even worse, you know, um, that should be a reflection of people. If they're going to betray me, then I should be like, okay, it ex- I expected it or it was about, it was going to come, but I should be an adult and the up and the healing person to just move on and, you know, never air out their dirt. And unfortunately I did. And after that situation happened and a few others, I was just like, I don't want to be that person that gets in fights with people and airs out their dirty laundry. And I felt that for me kind of just, I had a change. I, I know the people in your life are going to come and those who stay will make it work through the bullshit. And those who are not meant to be in your life will just fade away. And I think we have to take a step back and let the universe run its course. And, you know, cause words, words hurt and we do curse people with our words. So sometimes it's just easier to, air people's laundry out but I'm really trying to work on just sipping my lips and let karma do its do its job it's funny that you say that because Don Miguel Ruiz he's an author and one of the things that he says in his books is spreading gossip is like spreading disease sister have you read the book no, I haven't. But I'm reading another book. You're like I saw it on a meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I no, but I wouldn't talk about it really. No, but I wouldn't talk about it if and and that's that's something that the author said. She's like realistically you can read an entire book, but only one paragraph or only one sentence will resonate with you, right? I don't have to read a full book to like really be knowledgeable, right? But and it's just it's just the concept of spreading gossip is like spreading disease, right? Like it doesn't benefit me and so that's that's something too that like I I'm a firm believer right like even saying negativity will like can physically make you sick right I mean to each their own and their yeah. own belief system but I'm a firm believer that what we think and what we say you know even our own thoughts it's it's real and it's 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 very it's very powerful so I'm being very conscious of the things that I speak that I think of only talking about things that 
relate to me and my growth and leaving all the other things aside. So I'm with you there, Kevin. I think that's beautiful. And I'm glad that you had that experience to be able to get you on the path that you're on. So it's very, you know, eye-opening when they say uh, what goes around comes around. Everything that you do, whether it's positive or negative to people, will eventually come back to you. And that, because I believe in that so much, that kind of like haunts me, not in a bad way, but it just keeps me grounded and keeps me on track of how do you want people to treat you and how you treat others is how the universe is going to treat you. And that is so humbling to me that that's why I want, I'm working, I'm wanting to change, wanting to heal, wanting to become a better person because, you know, I'm a huge believer in what we're doing. And so I, I feel like that plays an important part of who I am turning into. Yeah. Well, and then I was like saying, sister, so you have, you made a very valid point. So my nerdy ass was just asking because I read the book and and I want you to read the book. When did you read it? It's the four agreements, sister. Yeah. I have it. I've sent it to you guys. I literally have it. You can borrow the book. I'll just listen to it on Audible. Wow. Uh, ship it to Arizona. I want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because it, it makes very good points. And it, it talks about like every... It, I can't recommend that book enough. But you did say something that just like stuck out. But anyway, so the point is that I was trying to get to is... um. But with Kevin, did you feel like it was like... um? I think it's... Which is interesting because I used to like obviously operate from the same, you know, the the hurt. So for me, it was like a power struggle. Like, like you said, you hurt me, I hurt you more. But it feeds you like temporarily, right? But did you feel like bad afterwards, or do you still kind of harbor some type of resentment? Um, hell yeah, I felt bad afterwards. Um, because that not 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 because of her or anything or a friendship. Because I knew eventually it was just gonna fade out. You kind of have that intuition of like okay, this friend's going to be around for a while and eventually they're not going to be there forever. But I felt bad because I don't want to be that person, you know? And I I did it out of, out of hurt because it was so left field. Well, kind of, if you sit back and think about it. And if you know the story, which I won't tell because that's in the past. Um, but I did it out of hurt. I'm like, okay, bitch, you want to one-up me? I'm going to, you know, two times up you. And... <laughs> That's just not who I want to be anymore. And I sat with that. And I thought about this the other day when I was driving to work because I was listening to another show. And I was like, I wish I could take time back and just let it be. Let her self-destruct and let my soul just carry on and be happy and beautiful instead of falling 10 steps back and having to make up that work. Right. But with all of that being said, had you not had that experience, it might not have opened the inside that you needed to start, you know, your healing journey. So I think it happened for a reason. And I think you learned whatever lessons you needed to learn from that. And I think that's, you know, and that's one thing too, is like, I feel like we, we almost like ignore our hurt and our pain and we try to like suppress it. But I, I'm a strong believer that we really need to feel that pain. We really need to sit with it. And we really need to accept that because it's led us where we are today. Had all of those experiences not happened, we probably wouldn't be on the path that we're on. No, and it takes a real one to um, acknowledge that they fucked up, that they did somebody wrong, or that someone did them wrong. And instead of, you know, getting back at them, it's so much harder just to walk away and let it go. But that's, that's literally what we have to do as human beings. That is the right way. And some people get it, and some people are trying to, and some will never get it so it's I'm, I'm just glad we are on the same page and it helped mold us into we are becoming so i'm super happy about that 
Me too. All right, Kevin. So now give us your two truths and one lie. Okay, so I had to think about this because, like you did say, Gechadas kind of know me more than you do because, I don't know, just because. And so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't want Getcha to be able to guess right away. So, all right, I'm going to start. So my first one is I almost had my own TV show. My second one is Beto and I met through his ex. And the last one is Ariana Grande follows me on Instagram. I just want to say that you are a very bad liar because you laugh. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I, I told you I can't. I, I, I'm just not a liar. Well, obviously, I think I can speak for me and Ketchup both saying that you follow Aria or that she follows you. But I am interested. How did you almost have your TV show? So in the first episode, when I talked, when I was doing with Ketchup, I talked about how um, the newspaper did an article and they used it as a sub story for Christmas. Well, a producer from um, the show E, she's the producer for... Uh, botched it's like where you get botched surgeries and they fix you up she did um interviews with sam oscar and i and she was so interested in doing a show and we were going to be ran through either lifetime or e but then they started digging up dirt and um i was kind of a angry person back then so oscar would oscar's my trigger i love that kid to death but he triggers the shit out of me and so they wanted oscar to piss me off so i can you know while out on camera and then they wanted to know more about Sam and Colton's story and then Christian and his girlfriend's story because they literally, like, swapped girlfriends almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they wanted to dig up the dirt, and I was smart enough to be like, I don't want my 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 family or this show to affect me. Because, you know, it wasn't like a learning thing that they were going to do. It was more like a... Entertainment. Like a, yeah, they wanted, like, a ratchet show, and I'm not ratchet. So I was like, hey, I'm the... So, yeah, I passed up that opportunity, and sometimes I'm like, shit, I could have had my own Keeping Up With Kevin, but... <laughs> no. Well, no, because I think, like, it's one thing, like, that's one thing me and Getcha really had to navigate, like, when we started... Well, when I... When we started doing, like, co-hosting, and even me, like, when I wanted to share my, like, story... Is that it's one thing like obviously we're the um, we're the main characters in our own story, right? But we're not the main characters in like I'm not the main character in Getcha's story or in your story, yeah. you know. So I think we have to be very mindful in what we relay and in the sense of just share our truth. Um, but there's always so many different sides of the story you know what I mean and so that was very big of you to be like you know what no like I am well and for me um my pain and my struggles is not a joke so if it's going to be something educational I'm all for it but if you're going to make me one of those um like Jerry Springer type of shit then I'm not with it I think maybe maybe their intention behind it was kind of what was off-putting to you, you know? Well, well, yeah, they sent me contracts, and I had my ex at the time read them, and there were, like, lengthy-ass shits, and I was like, I, I can't do this. It's 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 too much. Do they ever offer, like, a large lump sum? Well, they said um, how reality television works is they give you, like, money throughout the week, but until your show makes it, then you get bank. 
So it's like a hit or miss. Mm. So it's not like here you go, hundred million dollars for one one season. Shit, I wish. <laughs> well, I was gonna say good for you because not me. I would have been selfish. I'm like, air out, get just dirty laundry, air out. Everyone's, we're all making it big. Well, the thing that I thought about was mine is like. Matt is like, look, this is Ew. this is Ketch's sex tape. Um, no, I really thought about Oscar and Sam. <laughs> I'm like, how is this going to benefit them in the long run? Like, my goal was just to get them through high school. And once they move out, my rule was like, you can't come back with me. Like, I want you to stay with me forever. But eventually you have to, you know, spread your wings and fly. And so I was really looking out for them. I'm like, I don't want these kids to um, be because, you know, my my personal issues and struggles do not belong to them and I didn't want them mm. to see them to go through them I didn't want to be used so it, I, I'm glad I, I said no because you know another person would have you know jumped on the bandwagon and had their own show just because of you know the popularity but the clout yeah well at least here we can control the narrative and that's what I've always said is that if there is another side of the story that wants to be shared, they're always more than welcome to come join us and exactly. share their side. Because at the end of the day, like, I know I'm not always right. I know that I am very much the villain in some people's story. And honestly, rightfully so, you know, because hurt people hurt people. And I was bleeding all over the place, you know. So I know that I, you know, but yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that. Did you say that's a truth or a lie? Oh, well, we just said, oh. we all know Ariana Grande does not okay. follow you. How do you know? If you would have had your own um, fucking Lifetime show, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> just kidding, Kevin. I love you. My husband loves Ariana Grande. And I he's like obsessed her too, with her. He's met, he's uh, met her I... like four times. Huh? Oh, Beto? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You know what? I never understood how people... Um, which I'm talking about you two and, like, obviously your husband um, and our brothers. But I don't understand how people, like, really, like, love celebrities. Like, I think if I met, like, a famous person, like, I don't think I would ever be, like, starstruck. Maybe because all of my, like, people are, like, dead or they're, like, authors. You know what I mean? Maybe that's oh my why. God. Um, no, it's, it's what they stand for. And so, like, if they're LGBT-friendly, if they're, you know, just a great human being, that people attract to that. And so, as an LGBT member, if I went to, like, the baby's concert, I, f I wouldn't go. Mm. You know, because he's, he, he, he's not too LGBT-friendly. But, you know, if I go to, like, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, you know, those girls know that their fan base is the gay population and they love us so we we don't idolize them but we idolize them you know well and i think another thing too is like um something that i've recently learned right like for in me and my personal experience and i don't know if you can also uh, agree with this too meta is like people that have gifts right like mediums tarot card readers i before would be like you put them on a pedestal right because of like their gifts and their abilities mm. but at the end of the day they're just human and they're just human like you and I. And realistically, like, I am you and you are me. We are all one, you know? So, like, I – and I've started to see myself and everyone else in that light, you know? Because realistically, like, celebrities are just human and they have their struggles as well. And realistically, like, they could be, like, shitty people, you know? You could meet them and 
you know, they could be like the worst human being ever, but like the way that the media portrays them is, you know, in a different limelight. So I was going to say that. I don't know. It's something that, um, because I recently met John Jay and Rich and Kyle in Fort Collins, and this was like last week. So that's what I'm telling you guys, dude. Like, it's interesting how. So now that you mentioned that, you have to post the picture yeah. on our Instagram page. I will. So everybody can see, like, you literally, like, your eyes are about to pop out of your head. <laughs> I was so excited. Well, and it's funny because. I was at a basketball game, the Suns game, on a suite, and then Ketch says, did you see John Jay? And I'm like, no. And he was on the next bay next to us. Oh, my God. So I was like, how crazy is that? Well, if I'm being honest, like, I met him, and I I had these expectations of, because I love their radio show. They bring me joy in the mornings when I'm getting ready. Like, they, I love listening to them. So being able to actually see them in person and, you know, it was exciting for me, you know, but it's interesting because just in this last week, I've just, I've just had so many like, um, just insights and realizations. And so I just, it's interesting because yeah. So yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's funny because Kyle's a mom, they're all parents and they're all older, you know? So like they're, I think John Jay's like, you know, late, 40s you know pushing 50s and so they're older people you know so like realistically speaking it's it's interesting how we how we put them on a pedestal you know and realistically well, we're all the same and the reason i believe that we put people on this on a pedestal is not by their popularity or how they look and stuff like that is um for what their message carries like for example um people ask me cardi b or Nicki minaj you know i go with cardi b or excuse me i go with Nicki because her her music saved me when i was in high school you know i would instead of doing my homework in high school i would just go um cheat my way through youtube because our school server wouldn't let you get on youtube and i was just listening to Nicki minaj all day and her music literally gave me like it was like my therapy. I, if I didn't have anything to t- or anyone to talk about, I pull out Pink Friday by Nicki Minaj, and I feel like that's why my love for these people come from because their music, which is ironic, um, kind of saved me in a way. Because of their message. Their message and their their strength and, um, you know, like I said, I have I feel like I have this a part of a girl that lives in me. And so when they send a message to stuff like that, it resonates with me because I'm like, um, I mean, I'm still a guy, but sometimes I feel like I can I can be both. And I feel my emotions are mo- mainly like women emotions. And so like music just hits me because nowadays um, so many people are pro, pro-women feminist. And I believe that women should be treated with the utmost respect. And so I think their their messages just, they resonate with me. And that's why I appreciate them as, as human beings and content creators. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So spiritual talk now is that we are. So we are actually, we're feminine and masculine. We have masculine energy mm-hmm. and feminine energy. Some men operate more on their masculine energy and lack the feminine and they need healing. So anyways, is you're not wrong in thinking that. And it's okay to embody both. And it's okay to be like, you know what? I do have masculine and I do have feminine. And I think we struggle, especially in the Mexican community, of not being okay with having too much feminine. Because feminine. Marco, like if we're being real, like Marco's 
feminine. Like sometimes he powers in his feminine <laughs> energy, but he's also very strong in his masculine energy. Right. And I just use Marco as an example because Marco, I think he's one of the few individuals that I've seen that he can operate from both. But I think his masculine energy, anyways, enough about Marco, but I've just seen, you know, uh, but it's okay to operate from both. And then like in our Native American culture too, like the two spirited individuals, um, were worshipped or not worshipped excuse me were um considered wise and were you know the wise people are the shamans and in the tribes because they could operate from both you know they can sympathize empathize so anyways having masculine and feminine energy like we are honestly we, we carry both energies where Gecha is very masculine too you know is your dominant and then for me it's like my feminine so I have to I and like what it is what is it about me that you find masculine <laughs> But it's interesting because I very, I really am. Yeah. You know, I think I'm probably more of a boy than a girl. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. And the thing is, like, masculine energy and feminine doesn't have to equal, like, boy, boy and girl. girl. Right. You know, just it's just kidding. like, I no, I know. But I, like, when you ask, like, what is, ma so for me, is like, where you are very, like, the independent, like, do things for yourself, like, nine months pregnant, like, mowing the lawn, or, you know, I think feminine is, like, where you find, like, trouble asking for help. You know what I mean? So it just, I don't, that's, at least that's the way I perceive it. Um, but yeah. And then our feminine side is our, um, like our mother wounds. Our masculine side is our father wounds. And if I'm correct, don't quote me. I'm going to, I'm going to fact check myself for the next episode. Is um, our feminine is our left side and our masculine is our right. I want to say. I'm going to fact check myself. Because the spiritual community is going to come from and be like, bit and my <laughs> Well, and it's interesting because, Maida, you and I had this conversation. Um, I read the book about um, Dr. Um, Weiss. Dr. Brian Weiss. Um, many Wise. Many lives, uh, many, many masters. Lives, many masters. And so, um, reading that book, it talks about how this lady had um, past lives come up during her therapy sessions. And so you and I talked and I was like, I wonder what my past lives were. Because when I tell you that there's a woman that lives inside me, it literally, like, I can't. Well, and then our higher self. So my higher self is actually a masculine energy. So maybe your higher self is actually a feminine energy. So your higher self could be very much be, again, maybe not female, but can, you know, be like very female female energy well and because i have a female energy doesn't mean that i'm i have female features because i i look like a straight up dude but i feel like it resonates with me because i am super caring i look up for others i feel others pain um and you know and our virgo she's a she's a mermaid correct the yeah no our yeah so um you could also just be an empath look into that too Right. Well, and it's interesting, Kevin, because um, you have a lot of anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And that anxiety could very well be from a different lifetime that you've carried into this life. Maddie, did you just roll your eyes? I'm looking at my laptop. You rolled your eyes. 
No, I didn't. <laughs> so the reason why is, guys, we're trying something new. Um, we are FaceTiming each other, and we're all recording on our own laptops. So we're staring at each other over a phone. And I have my big old Steve Urkel glasses. And, like, it's reflection because they're, like, the cheap, you know, the thing. So you probably, <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably seeing yourself. But it's just, and that's the thing is that I love, like, when you guys talk about, like, the spirit or, like, spiritual stuff is that everyone's spirits differently. And it's not one size fits all. So what resonates with me might not resonate with you and vice versa. You know what I mean? So like if that's the way you interpret it, like girl, all power to you because there is no like I am never right in your sense. I'm right to me because my thought, you know what I mean? So if that's the way you perceive it, like that's totally fine because a lot of people don't believe in reincarnation. I think that's like some maybe like a hard pill to swallow because we believe it and have it and now. Um, but it could also be honestly, if you are an empath that you could, your anxiety is actually other people's emotions that are impacting you. And because you don't know what the fudge belongs to who it feels like anxiety. Yeah. Cause I know my triggers and Certain things trigger the shit out of me, but I know how to control them. It's the it's the stuff that I don't understand is where I'm. I get lost in myself. I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on? And I feel like the I, let's call it my my woman energy, my female energy, yeah. um, kind of nurtures me in that sense. Like, okay, you're not feeling it. Something's going on in your head. Medicine isn't helping because you don't know what's going on. And it's just, you know, we just have to educate ourselves and be willing to have an open mind because we really don't know the answers to anything. You know, some people will not believe in what we're doing and we might might not believe in what they're doing. And it's like you have to pick what what resonates with you and but still keep an open mind. Exactly. Because when we get to our talking, it's like we're over here honestly fighting wars over religion you know because wars have been fought over christianity you know like Mm -hmm. so anyways i'm like we're over here honestly you know have this mindset and are refuse to budge when realistically like maybe god is a fucking goldfish you know what i mean like we don't know what god is or what he looks like but that could definitely be um something that we can bookmark for uh an episode honestly just based on religion But I think this wraps up this episode. So everyone, we got to know a little bit more about Kevin. And I'm excited for them to get to know more of you throughout more episodes. And we're we're figuring this out, right? We get to we're figuring it out with just us two. And now we're figuring it out with three. Um, My cap is at four. No more. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's no more. Ooh, who's next? (laughs) Um, But I love you guys. That has been another episode of... Maida and Catch, figuring it out with your boy Kev. Bye. Bye.